Hello and welcome to the Gale Hill Radio Hour. I'm your host, Kate Jones, having a conversation with Dashiell Rowland, a multi-instrumentalist artist, songwriter, producer, and aspiring film and television composer. Welcome to the show, Dashiell. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm delighted to have you here. Right now, you're based in New York City, is that right? That is right, yeah. Why New York? Um, so I've, I, uh, I went to school in New Orleans, um, and I, I studied at Loyola University, and I would do um, uh, summer internships in New York a couple of years. Like, uh, yeah, my sophomore year of college, um, I worked at a studio there. I, you know, started networking with a lot of artists down there and um, helping people, like, make songs and, and play cool. shows and stuff like that. So, yeah, like, that's my, my best kind of network so far is, is in Brooklyn. And that's wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I interviewed it. I think he's based in Brooklyn. Uh, another musician. I'll have to. Um, his name's Mike Forfia. Oh, I know Mike. You know? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a great bass player. Yeah. Wait, wait funny side story. I play. I, I played in a baseball league that's called the NYC Unemployed Musicians League. <laughs> that's with excellent. Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We played baseball in Prospect <laughs> yeah. Park. He yeah. was really terrific. So, anyway. He's a, he's a great player. Shout yes. out, Mike. So, anyway, let's talk about your deep, dark background. Not dark, but. <laughs> Your early background yeah. and how you got into music. Cool. So you started early. What age was that? Yeah, really, really young. Probably two or three or something like that. Okay. Yeah. And you taught yourself. Is that right? Um, like, I don't know. My parents like say that, but I feel like my, my dad really put me on. Uh, my, my dad's like a brilliant um blues guitarist and just overall oh. musician like really, oh, really wow really great player um and he's been playing since he was little and uh yeah we we would just like jam together like uh ever since i was like really little like i'd play drums and he would play guitar um and then you know everything we would mess around like he'd play drums and i'd play keys you know we'd mess around but uh but yeah he he'd take me to like the jams that he'd play in and uh that was that was the start of my playing music that's terrific. And, and you got to sit in with your father and um, a couple of L.A. blues and jazz greats. Yes. Who were they? Um, Luck, somebody named Lucky Lloyd? Yeah, Lucky Lloyd. That's, that's a crazy cat. He's uh, um, a blues guy that, that my dad would play with at this place called, called Harvell's uh, in Santa Monica. And um, He's crazy. He tours like Europe all the time. Like currently, like he's in Europe right now. I think crazy um, in a good way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's such a good guy too. He's a really nice guy. But uh, and Billy Higgins. Billy Higgins. Yeah, uh, we played with him at um, BB BB King's. Like whatever. Like his restaurant bar. Create that picture a little bit. Um, how old were you at the time? Like four or five. Four or like five, that. and you were in these blues yeah. and jazz bars. You know, playing your you know, drums or your piano or what? <laughs> drums, yeah, yeah, drums. Drums, I, I, mainly Eventually drums. I'd pick up keys and try to do that. But yeah, okay. the, the thing I was really comfortable with is, is drums. And it's like, yeah, like it sounds pretty pretty wild to be that young, but I think it's like the metaphor of like, um, you know, like like a kid, like a baby knows how to swim or something or like instinctively kind of sure. can figure it out or whatever. It's like, you know, I, like that. I that's what I did for fun when I was little. So it was just like really 
not getting in my way, like in a way, like, you know, I, I was better, like, according to my parents, I was a better player at that age that, like, at drums specifically than I am these days, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, when, you, when you're not getting in your way, you just do it, yeah. Right, yes. Oh, that's that's for sure. We get in our way a lot, don't oh, yeah. we? Oh, yeah. And having that childlike enthusiasm and innocence and, and flow. Of course. I think that that's a lot of it. So, you continued playing then, yep. all the way through school and beyond, is that right? To some degree. So, like, I will say, like, um, I, I moved from, from L.A. I lived in the west side of Los Angeles until I was nine years old, and then I moved here to, to Akron area um, when I was, like, nine. And I, I definitely, like, you know, I was I was in the burbs, and, like, I feel like I kind of uh, shape-shifted a little bit to assimilate. You know, I played sports, and, like, I, I, I ran from, from the creative side a little bit because it was just, like, I don't know, it was, like, hard to make friends and, and do things like that. By doing art so I, so I did dip from that a little bit and then um when I was like 17 I really came back to it um there were there was moments you know like it wasn't like I just full-fledged didn't do music when I got here but um you took some lessons didn't I, yeah, you? I took piano lessons and like I, I like got bullied for that looking <laughs> like I mean people were, did you get bullied for piano lessons oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. oh my gosh I mean like I, but at the same time it was like I was I, I was the kind of person where I wasn't really tripping like I I, I didn't really like I cared less at a younger age about what people think about me than I than I do as an adult in some way. But but like, you know, it was enough that like I I was like yeah I'll just play some baseball and be like that's my thing because I, I like baseball. I grew up playing baseball in, in California too. But like you know I'd play other sports to try and do that. But anyway, so I did that, and um, in like sixth grade, whatever age that is, like twelve, thirteen, something like that. I I, w- I was making music like I was making records. Like my dad got me uh, like a consumer grade Pro Tools, like the software, and I was like in my basement uh, cooking up doing stuff. And uh, I did put out some music. Like I was I was making like remixes of songs I liked and stuff like that. And um, I did pretty well with that. I got like a little little buzz on YouTube because I was just a little kid like rapping and stuff and uh oh, that's so cool yeah but but i but i quit very quickly because like some kids i went to school with were like throwing shade at me they were like making like a video like making fun of me like in response like on youtube or something like that and uh i, I took that to heart and i deleted whatever i'd done and i ran from it for a while so like i didn't do i didn't make music again until um i was 17 years old like like uh, the summer going into my senior year of high school um i uh i got really into it again well, kids, they were probably more jealous than anything. And yeah, they, yeah. you know, a lot of people um, make fun or criticize because they fear something, for you sure, know. For sure. And so, anyway, they probably would, were actually fans, but didn't want to admit it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're all, we all project our insecurities in odd ways. But, yes, we do. But yeah, we do. It, it, was, it was all good. I came back to it in a, in a really like strong way. I listened to this album that I was obsessed with. It was uh, this Lupe Fiasco. He's a really cool rapper uh, from Chicago. He had like an album in 2015 called Tetsuo and Youth. And uh, yeah, I listened to that and it really inspired me. And I, I started rapping and stuff. That's really good. <laughs> into, yeah. So um, you went to Loyola in New Orleans. Why yeah. um, did you want to go to New Orleans for the music, the whole scene there? Um, definitely like very intrigued by New Orleans. Um, it, it wasn't like, it was kind of random, uh, that, that school. I, I really wanted to go to, um, NYU has like a really good program called the Clive Davis Institute. It's like, uh, production, recorded music, music business, all of that kind of in one, um, program. And then USC in, in LA, they have one called, uh, Thornton School of Music that was like endowed by, um, 
Dr. Dre many years ago and like a lot of money in it and stuff like that. And those were the two I was really into. Um, I really wanted to go there, but uh, I can't even remember exactly. I got into one, didn't get into the other, got no money to the one I got into. Same thing with Berkeley. I think I, I applied there. I don't know if I really wanted to go to Berkeley, but I applied there and I got no money there. Um, and then I applied to the school Loyola in New Orleans like very late, like because I was just like I have no idea where the fuck to go. Like I, like, I was like trying to figure it out, and like I it was it was rough. Like I didn't know what to do. And uh, I applied there in like May of my senior year, and uh, I got a call from this guy. Like I, well, I got an email saying I got in, and then I got a call from this guy who uh, ran the program, the music industry program. His name is John, John Snyder. Uh, he's not there anymore. He called me and he was like. Uh, we talked for like three hours because he's just like a fascinating guy. He produced for like Miles Davis and John Coltrane and all these like wow. crazy people. Like, yeah, he's he's had a crazy life. Um, and we were just talking about music and stuff like that. And uh, and then like the next day, I think like on the acceptance email I got like a day before that, it, I said like I got like f- like half scholarship or something like that, like something very significant. So I was already like, huh, this is interesting. And then the day after that conversation, I got like another email saying like you uh, have received a full ride or a full, full oh merit based scholarship. Oh my goodness. Or yeah, yeah. So, so that was that was absolutely the incentive. That was how I ended up going there. That is so marvelous. What yeah. a great story that it that everything opened up, and it was just what it was perfect for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and yeah, like I'm, I've been into jazz. I was into jazz, and uh, you know that's that's like the city that that stuff derives from. So it was like really cool to uh, to to be like, yeah, I'm gonna go to New Orleans and pick up some of this. Yes, stuff. Yeah. that's terrific. So uh, then, what happened? You had some internships and yeah, different I w- things. I went there. Um, I think, I think I like I. I mean, you know, it's like life is life. But like in in retrospect, I think I was too like immature to really go to school in some way. Like at that age, like I definitely like didn't really want to be in school at at that point. I just remember like I didn't really like go to class like a lot. Like I would just kind of stay in my dorm room and make music and like go to the park and like smoke weed and just do stupid stuff like I wasn't doing what I was really meant to be doing in school as a student and uh I got it together later on in college like I I was really taking it serious but um early on yeah I was just I don't know so it was like you know I had the privilege of being there and and like not having to like worry about it monetarily and stuff and I just feel like I didn't really like take advantage of it early on I, but like you know I was making music like, it wasn't like I was just like wasting life away but. and that's why and that was the program yeah so yeah that yeah. was important yeah but like but you know like when like it's it wasn't like just like a um I didn't go to school for for music like in like a uh a conservatory way or anything like that like I I was studying like music business and um you know it's a Jesuit school so it's all about like rounded education you know like, right so like you know, there's a lot of like relatively cool like pre- prereqs that you have to take that are that are like good to like kind of learn something about the world and like humanities and stuff like that. And I just feel like I was like, you know, I I went to class like not so much and like I I didn't really like do my homework and like it's just, like I don't know like I look back on it like damn like I should have been taking that more seriously. But uh, I got it together later on. But anyway, I I, I got some cool scholar uh, not scholarship uh, internships. Uh-huh. Um, uh, you know, I got this internship at a. Uh, a studio in New York that I just like I just like cold emailed a ton of studios in New York so I was like that seems like a really cool city and I know there's a lot of good studios there so I was just cold emailing a bunch of them like uh um you know I I make music out of my bedroom but I I think I have a good sense of like engineering and 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 production and stuff like that like uh would you consider having me and like I didn't hear back from any of them and then this one I finally did um it was called Manhattan Beach Recording it was in Midtown like uh near Times Square like 37th and like 7th Avenue I think and uh they like hit me like uh we have a position opening up 
um, at the beginning of the month. Like if you can live in the city and, you know, handle your housing or whatever, we would love to have you. So I, um, my family's from New York. A lot of my family, my, on my dad's side, like they, they all live in New York or grew up there and stuff. And uh, my uncle's out there. So I asked him, like, can you like put on your Facebook, like, you know, asking for like a sublet or kind of thing. And, uh, it worked. I got a really affordable sublet like within a couple of days and I told them, yeah, I got a spot, so I'd love to do it. And uh, that was the you know, beginning of me exploring New York and getting into that scene. And uh, I spent every summer since there. I'd, I'd go back and I got another internship the next summer, a different studio. Um, and uh, I, I was like, from then on, I was like, you know, meeting people at shows and, and just things like that. So I, I was like recording people out of my bedroom and like, you know, doing sessions for them. And like, I got more into like doing that, like running my own thing instead of working for a studio. Cause like the internships are like, it's cool. Like you meet people and stuff, but like, you know, I was like cleaning the kitchen and like, you know, like that's most of my job was, was just like that kind of thing versus really like getting into the music. So it was like a great starting point, but then I just wanted to like really be like creative, creating actively versus. Right. Like yeah. Right. But you do have contacts mm -hmm. from that time. Mm -hmm. That is really great. Yeah. So what is it about music that calls to you? Why do you want to do it? Um, Why do you do it? I like that question. Uh, <laughs> you know, I've, I've done it my whole life, and it's really instinctive to me and, uh, and fun. Like, I, I, uh, I don't know. There's not very many things that I feel like I'm, I'm that, like, naturally inclined to do or good at or whatever and um yeah like i i i feel music you know i i live music i breathe music like that's that's what i that's what i do um so you know like i i think i had like a little bit of like a like i don't know what i'm gonna do moment when i when i was about to graduate from from high school and that was when i that was what made me like go so hard on on just like this is what i'm gonna do is because like i was like you know, I've been very into, um, like, social justice and, and, like, civics and stuff since I was pretty young. My parents were, like, involved in things like that, and, and that's something I'm really passionate about, but I just didn't really think I had, like, the, like, like I was saying before, like, I just, I didn't do school, like, at a young age. Like, I spent, like, in high school and stuff, you know, I did well somehow. Like, I got a pretty good GPA and stuff like that, but, like, I, I like, skipped school and just, like, hmm. wasn't really doing it, so... Like, to me, it was, like, if that's the path that I want to go, like, doing the thing, like, because that was what I was really passionate about, like, social justice and stuff, but it was just, like, you have to, like, be, like, a student to do that. You got to, like, go to school for political science and, like, really, like, take school seriously, and it just, like, that felt really far-fetched to me to, like, at, at that point in my life. Like, I, I think now, like, I probably could handle that. Like, I think I've matured, and, like, I, I you know, I just, like, sit around and read most of the time. Like, that's what I do, but, like, um, yeah, it was, like, I don't know what else to do. Um, well... You can certainly pursue social justice through music. Absolutely, absolutely. So that's what it they it does not one does not negate the other. So it's yeah, really, actually, a nice melding. You yeah. know, can be a nice melding of your passions. Definitely, definitely. That's what I'm trying to do. I want to like you know, um, with everything I do with music, like find a way to sort of uh, help a cause. You know, like like. Um, I'm selling merch right now. Like I make handmade merch and stuff, and I'm, I've been like donating some of that to, or like you know, a portion of the proceeds. I, I saw that. I wondered if you actually made those things. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Okay, so describe some of those. Um, so for a long time now, probably like 
four years or something, or something like that. I, when I was in college, I was playing some shows, um, like house shows. That's what people in New Orleans do. Like you, you play like an out, like in someone's backyard, and like everybody pulls up, and it's a really good time. Um, so I played this one, this one uh, Mardi Gras house show with some friends, and uh, at the very last second. I was like, we need some merch. Like, we got to sell some merch. And I was trying to think of, like, what we could do. And I had, like, a pack of, like, Bic lighters, like, the disposable lighters. And, and my friends and I just started, like, painting them. Um, like, just, like, you know, little cute decorations and, like, our names and things like that. And, uh, like, you know, we did it that day. We sold them very cheap, like, maybe, like, $5 or something like that. And uh, it was cool. Like, people were into it. And then I, I got kind of, like, you know, like, I'm just, like, like an OC person I'm quite I'm obsessive with everything I think to some degree a little perfectionist quality and stuff so I I started doing that like more seriously where I would just like sit around for like six hours at a time and like paint like very intricate like abstract designs on on lighters and uh I have a collection of them and I'm selling those so it was like you know it came from that now I put way too much time into it to where it's like it's a disposable piece of, of like plastic but like it's like an art piece you know it's cool but um I like that. You know, it's you. something that's usable. Well, it's usable art. Yeah, and yeah. that is a very worthwhile thing because it gives the user pleasure for the time that it's, yeah, that yeah, the yeah. item is in use. Yeah. I'm trying to transition from the BIC, like the plastic disposable things to the Zippo, like the refillable, like metal, like one, because it's at least like it, it has- More use. sustainable. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Speaking of causes. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. And I've been making clothing lately, too. I, I bought a sewing machine, and uh, I've been, like, doing, like, patchwork. Like, I, like, chop up. I'll go, I'll go to, like, a thrift and, like, find uh, various, like, old, like, weird, cool materials and, like, chop it up and then, like, you know, do patchwork on, like, T-shirts and, like, vests and sweaters and stuff like that. So I'm selling things like that. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. Do you do some just generic sizes, or do you kind of just kind of stick through, I mean, whatever fits you, and then maybe a size up? And um, I just buy, like, like big T-shirts. Like, oh, okay. Is, like, my approach so far. Okay. Um, like, yeah, I'll, I'll go to, like, the thrift and see if I see any, like, pretty, like, I don't know, because I feel like, you know, like, if it's small, it's, like, some people can wear it, but not everybody can. But in theory, with a, a big shirt, it's, like, anybody can, like, find a, a way to rock it right. in some, some sense. I like I wear big clothing. I feel like I'm like mad skinny, so I feel like it's like a good way to, of kind of concealing that. But but yeah, I feel like big clothing is a little easier to make it one size fits all. Um, so that's my, been my approach so far. And then I also I have somebody I'm working with that's like making like real like printed merch for me or whatever in like all sizes, like small, medium, large. That's coming real soon. So I have that going. But I but I I like doing like the handmade thing at the same time, like you know for people that want something a little more organic or whatever. So how do people find your merchandise? Um, so right now I have a site. It's dashwellmusic.com. And what is it again? Dashwellmusic.com. Oh, dashwellmusic.com. Yes. Okay. D-A-S-H-I-E-L. Um, okay. I'll have a link to that in the show's description and the chapters. Amazing. Thank you. Um, you are definitely an artist in different ways. Thank you. D- yeah. Different expressions. Yeah. Yeah, creative exertion is, is you know, universal. It's, it's fun to just try to yes. do things. Yeah. It's great. So back to your music, how do you describe it? What, what When you talk to somebody and you say, this is, I, I do music, and the, mu- and the person, like me, says, well, what kind of music do you <laughs> do? Yeah. You do? Man, that's the hardest question on the planet, Loki. Um you know, I I uh, I grew up like really into a lot of things. So you know, my 
But I mean, yeah, it's like, it's cliche. Like everybody says like, oh, like I'm not bound by one thing or, you know, it's like, it's, that's, I don't know. It's a difficult question. But anyway, like I listened to a lot of different things. I think the most influential thing to me in some way was like hip hop when I was uh, young. Like I was, you know, I just like, I really like studied like, um, you know, like early stuff, like, like nineties Jay-Z and like Nas and, and people like that. And, um, and then also like what was going on at the moment, like, like Drake, and Kanye and like um you know Drake was coming out on the scene like 2009 Kanye of course like before that like we all knew him like 2005 2006 2007 um and uh you know so so like that that was that was really really integral to me was the, the rap stuff and then um but I was like really into like you know like the Beatles when I was little like I would play like their songs on the drums and like I was into like Frankie Valley and like uh like, I love doo-wop. Like, I was really into doo-wop. And I love jazz. Um, it's just, like, a lot of different things. So I, I think, I guess what I make is, like, it's pop. I don't I don't know. It, like, it's hard to describe. It's, like, experimental pop or something like that. Indie pop, something like that. I don't know. Right. It's a mixture of yeah. things because it's influenced by all yeah, yeah. these, yeah. these um, styles that you've um, enjoyed over the yeah. the years. Something that I got into in college, a bunch of my friends that I, that I met out, out in New Orleans, they were really into um, like this like seventies, sixties, seventies music out of Brazil. It's called like bossa nova. It's like uh, like Brazil jazz from the seventies. Yes, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's really like influenced my my more adult sound or whatever. Like I I like for the last like year or maybe six months. I mean, I listen to that stuff constantly for for a couple of years, probably like four years now, but. The last six months, there's just like this one album that I just like. I don't really want to listen to anything else. So I just listen to that one album. Um, I'm trying to break out of that and start to listen to like new music and stuff I, again. But I've done that plenty of times. It's like you just you just want to keep at it until yeah, you yeah. can't. You fill up the well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shout out jo- Georgie Ben. He's he's a Brazil artist. Uh, I can't pronounce. I don't want to try to pronounce the, the, the album title, but Georgie Ben. That's the artist name and. Uh, Jobin, Jobin, that's that's a different artist. Oh, that's a different one. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. this guy okay. it's like J O R G G E and then ah. B E N, like Ben, like George Ben is what it like. Looks oh, okay, like in, in American. Okay, but I think it's pronounced like Georgie Ben or something like that. Right. Yeah. Okay. Fire. Love his music. Great. Yeah. So you've also co-written, produced, and mixed dozens of songs for other artists. Yeah. So what's what would you like to say about that? Um, I'd like to say that if that's a service that you need, then holler at me. Okay. I'm just kidding. I, I haven't really done much of that in a minute. I feel like um, the pandemic uh, yes. like, messed that up for me. Like I, I, uh, I was doing a lot of that in New York like in my summers. Um, and then I knew, I knew kids in New Orleans, too, like from school and stuff that I was doing that for. But I just feel like ever since COVID hit, um, I've been very isolated and just kind of like doing my own thing which is cool like I'm getting back to like the solo artistry I love doing that I love uh working with people and and uh you like collaborating then yeah 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 um so you know I've, I've collaborated since in in like my like I have friends working on my things like this this album that I put out the other day like I, there's like four four or five people um, that are that are close to me in my life that, that helped me in some capacity on that album. You know, I, like, produced it from scratch and played the instruments and stuff like that, but so, like, there's, like, little things that my friends did throughout that, that, are, that are really cool, like, enhancements to the project. So it's not like, um, 
you know, I haven't done any collaboration, but in terms of like working on other people's tracks, it's been, it's right. been pretty sparse for a couple it's of years. It's hard for a lot of people. Yeah. Yes. So let's talk about that project, Cordelia. Yeah. Uh, first of all, why did you title it that way? Um, that's the uh, the street that I grew up on in uh, in the west side of Los Angeles. Uh, it's called Cordelia Road um, in in the Brentwood neighborhood, uh, and you know that was that was a street I grew up on, and uh, it's a beautiful beautiful neighborhood and really nice uh, memories from there. So uh, you know, I think a lot of a lot of the uh, the project is uh, you know just kind of nostalgic and stuff. So it, it felt I read your description of it, and you said that um, all of the songs on Cordelia are unfinished in some way, and yet you wanted to put them out. And I think that's really interesting and and kind of cool because you you hear it in, um, you hear something like that in a different way than perhaps something um, in its polished finished state yeah um I, I really struggle to reach that polished finished state like with, with things like um I like to to make things I just like get lost in the moment and then it's like it, do, it doesn't really like hit like it does when you're making it to, to to do like the the dirty work like like the after the fact like really trying to like improve upon it and clean it up and stuff like that I really have a hard time with that because it's just like you know like I like to capture the moment. Like that's why I make music. Is it's just like you. There's like these fleeting feelings that that you can kind of just like grab onto for a second, and then and then shit's different. Like twenty minutes later, so it's like mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I just I've always struggled with kind of like wanting to sit down and like uh, fully like get an idea. Like 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 I, I like to get an idea, but then in terms of like finishing it, it's just like it's hard. So um, I just had so many of these. Uh, these demos on my computer and my hard drive and stuff and uh, actually a friend of mine um, that I met in college uh, his name is Will Marin he he would always he and I would like trade demos like we'd just like uh, upload them to our phone and like text them to each other and stuff like he makes music too and, and we would do that and he like kind of like archived a lot of my work like he, he just like one day uh, a couple months ago probably like March or something like that he sent me back like 60 of my own songs or something like um and was like you need to release some of this and and you know I was like it's not good enough kind of thing and uh I you know I went through and really like found the ones that I that I liked a lot and I talked to him a lot and, and he was uh you know very encouraging and and trying to give me some perspective like you, you need to you know like like he was just saying like it's it's like if you don't like get some stuff out of your way, then it's really hard to like focus on going, go forward. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and he, he, you have a wise friend. Yeah. Yeah. On God. No, this kid, <laughs> this kid, this kid is like, he's literally like a philosopher. Like he writes like philosophy and like poetry and stuff like that. He's, he's brilliant. Um, he's a good guy. Shout out Will Marin. But, uh, he definitely like got me on the, uh, on the path that I needed to be on to some degree. So, um, you know, I went through and I found the ones that i that I liked and connected with the most and that I felt like kind of had some sense of cohesion between each other and like fit like an underlying vibe that, that I wanted to convey in some sense. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's what we got on the, on the tape. Um, and, uh, but yeah, they're definitely, it's definitely like not like a polished, perfect 
tape by any means, but but yeah, like I th- I think there's there's like cool compelling feelings in, in each song that's on there. And there are four instrumental interludes throughout mm-hmm. that represent the seasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out Lupe Fiasco once again, uh, Tetsuo and Youth. Um, yeah, he did that little motif on uh, on that album um, that he put out and. Uh, like I said before, that album really changed my life and uh, made me want to want to pursue music seriously. So, um, that yeah, it's just homage to him. Homage, however you say that word. Uh, and uh, yeah, they're cool little like breaks between like vocal songs. I think like you know you like hear some some you know like lyrics or whatever, and then and then you just kind of vibe with the music for a second like it's like you know I, I laid them out so that it's like it starts on fall and then you have like a couple s- vocal songs and then uh what comes after fall winter <laughs> you know it's like generally just, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> depends where you're at um but yeah that's that's what that is that's excellent well one of the things you said um accompanying the album mm. the act of making music saves me and lifts me out of darkness on a daily basis. I like that so much. But when it comes to determining a point of completion and letting songs be someone else's, it pains me. So it's probably good to get over that pain. Yeah. <laughs> release well, it. And release it into the into the world because you know, you have a gift and why not share it? And that's what you want to do. It's your, yeah. it's your unique uh, yeah. gift for the world. For real, life is short. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm, I'm really, really, really actively trying to, to you know, just keep that perspective. It's so easy to just like get lost in the sauce and just like get in your head and get in your feelings and do what you shouldn't be doing um, based on impulse and stuff. But I'm trying to. You know, like I make music on intuition, like, and and I think I need to carry that same um, that same energy with with how I, you know, handle my career, my professionalism with regards to it. Um, so you know, just trying to learn a little bit every day in that regard. Are you still twenty four? Have you turned? Yeah, okay, yeah, I'm so it's it's a work. You're a work in progress. I mean, I'm a work in progress. We're all works in progress. Um, At 24, you have um, the luxury of being 24. (laughs) It's also in its way a burden (laughs) because it's difficult sometimes to find your way in your 20s and and develop your voice and your, and who, meaning who you are, how you want to express. But you're doing it. Thank you. And that's that's a really good. We get, we get to the listeners get to just have the pleasure and privilege of hearing that voice develop even further. Yeah, I I, uh, I I like I really like that perspective. I've had friends tell me that it's like stop tripping about being perfect or like being dope or whatever. It's like like it's all about the the journey and like um pe- people can can really connect to that like like. Uh, like admiring the growth and being able to be like, yeah, I saw him go from this to that or that kind of thing. So it's like, if you don't put yourself out there and allow for that, then it's like, what are you doing? So exactly. Really, yes. Really trying to keep that in mind. Anytime I've tried to be, this is just a minor example, but um, 
perfect in a podcast, mm-hmm. not say what I just said, um, or not trip <laughs> over something or mispronounce something, I get worse, of course. way worse. Of course. So I just relax into it and into the imperfection. Embrace the imperfection. Yes. Always. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what this that's what this album is about is embracing the imperfection. I don't want to trip about that anymore. Yeah. I've spent so much time doing that, like you know, just trying to. Like like caring less about what the art is and what it's saying, and more about its polishedness or whatever, which is which is whack. Like that, doesn't, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, because it doesn't matter. And what's polished to one person or what's perfect to one person is not exactly it's necessarily so, it's so it's so a universal yeah. feeling. I <laughs> so, agree. So anyway, so how do people find you, Dashiell? Um, I, I hope that if you just search my name on, on Spotify and... Dashiell Roland again. Just Dashiell. Oh, just Dashiell. Just Dashiell, oh, Okay, yeah. you don't use your last name in the... Oh, yeah, that's right. It's dashiellmusic.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so if you just search on Spotify, just my first name, Dashiell, D-A-S-H-I-E-L, and then like Apple Music, that, SoundCloud, that. Um, I am... The one the one issue with SoundCloud right now is like I'm out of storage. Like, you know, I've, I've, I used SoundCloud very heavily when I, when I was... Uh, coming up like when I was like a teenager and, and going into college and all that so I have a lot of songs on there where I don't really on the other things like the, the Spotify and Apple like I probably only have like I don't know 16 songs or something like that but anyway it, my thing is full and they want me to like buy a premium account or something like that to post more so oh. the album is not yet on SoundCloud because I haven't wanted to buy a premium account because Spotify like we all like Spotify I'm sorry not Spotify we all like SoundCloud because it, it's like free and like it's like the way of like making music publicized without like spending tons of money and stuff like that. And then they, you know, they got rid of the free model and made it like a paid subscription thing or something. So I'll have to, you know, give in in the near future because I want to make it accessible to everybody. But um, for the moment, it is not on there, but it's on like YouTube and stuff like that. Um, so okay, that sounds great. Was well, there anything else you'd like to mention? Any? Um. Any other endeavors that you want to talk about? Let me think. Yeah, I mean, I, I have a lot of new music coming very soon that I'm excited about. Um, you know, that was the whole point of, of getting these demos out of my way was to uh, really delve into this new stuff that I've been doing. Um, I was living in California the last year, and I was uh, making a lot of stuff that I really like. like I'm very excited about um, I feel like for years you kind of like you have to like shed and like hate what you make to like to get decent enough to where you do enjoy it or something yes and I feel like I finally have kind of reached that point which is really exciting so um got yeah I got I don't know exactly I'm trying to figure out what the what the approach is like do I do I just do like singles like in some consistent like once a month or a week or something like that or do I do I do more projects I like projects like I, I feel more comfortable and confident about making a cohesive body of work in some sense, but I know that like in the annoying current, uh, well, I shouldn't say that it's beautiful. It's like the very democratized moment in music right now that like, you know, people's attention spans are short, the way that these algorithms work on like TikTok and all these things, it's all like much more conducive to, um, like quantity quantities. So, but like, but like, uh, you know, like singles in that sense so that you're just like consistently doing singles. So like, that's, that's what people encourage you to do these days. So I might have to go that route, but I'd like to do a project. I'm working on figuring that out. But all I'm saying is, uh, I got some, some cool music coming very soon that I, that I'm excited about. So keep checking in, right? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I will do that for sure. Thank you. Thank yep. you. Thank you. Okay. Well, thank you again, Dasho. It, wonderful. It has been a pleasure talking with you. Likewise. 
Please keep listening to hear two songs by Dashiell. The first is 2006 from his Cordelia demo album. And the second is his recently released single, Earth is Burning. Past the garden that I grew up in I hope it's still the same Hard to fathom 15 years past Since we had to leave LA Packed our bags and said goodbye to friends Our paths might cross someday One last sunset by the sea And we're 2,000 miles away I still crave the view from Pali And the smell of Malibu Avocado tree adventures With my sister after school And I know we're not those kids no more Still trying to make amends Cause December of 06 was the last time that things made sense in my head Kate Jones with the Gale Hill Radio Hour. Until next time, thanks for joining us. Please remember to subscribe, like, and share. It's greatly appreciated. Thank you.